It's Sports Arena Extreme Rewind. Your weekly look into the world of extremes. We look at ECW Hardcore. Episode 1, all the way to 401. you got myself, Paul, and I'm joined, as always, by Jay. What's happening, Jay? Um, I, well, you know, I, 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 was, I was struggling today. Um, you know, it's been quite icy. It's been quite cold. Um, I was trying to open the car door and it was, it was frozen. It was, it was, it was frozen shut from the other day. I was struggling to open the car door, but it's lucky I've got a certain type of strength that meant I could open that car door. Oh, what kind of strength is that? I don't know. It should have been said in 1998, let alone in, in 2021, <laughs> but we'll fucking get there. We'll fucking get there. Uh Ah, yeah, we're still in 98, and I believe that the second episode we're covering today is an episode that we covered ages ago. This was the infamous WWE Network fuck-up where we had to jump into the future one week because they sort of mucked up all of their bits. Yeah, when we watched them, we were, we were ahead of our time. Yeah, we jumped forward like two, three years once, didn't we? And watched one episode, then went yes. back. Um, I believe that is the second episode. I'll take your word for it, because I and can't I, remember. I, I, I was going to say, and I remembered nothing from it, <laughs> apart from potentially a Captain America shield and Tommy Dreamer dance. Ah, yes, 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 yes. And thinking, wow, this is crazy. It makes no sense. But when we watch it in a couple of years, it will make sense. And guess what? It did, doesn't oh, okay. make it. <laughs> it's yeah. Um, I mean, uh, yeah. I, I I have I have feelings. I mean, obviously, you know, we'll get this second episode. But I just thought it's um, yeah, it's, it's weird that we're sort of come full circle and we're back to this episode we again. Got there. Um, we have fucking got there. Royal Rumble this weekend. That's exciting. Yeah, that's happening. Might give that a little watch. It's always worth it. Love Royal Rumble. Rumble. I don't know if there's going to be heavy on. I don't know if there'll be heavy on surprises though, because it's sort of like, what's the point in a weird way, isn't it? But yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be strange because you don't have that that like crowd reaction for it, but. We won't. You're not going to have the, the Diesel um, or Bubba Ray Dudley kind of pop. Oh, the Edge pop from last year. Or the edge Which feels enough, like it was enough. five years ago. Edges. It does, don't it? Yeah, long year. Mm. It is a long year. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, back in 1998, when the world was just the world, September the 5th, to be exact. Remember, remember the 5th of September. <clears throat> I mean, that's yeah. not a thing, but still. Um, not a thing. So we start off. I think this episode two hundred eighty, I believe. Two hundred eighty. I'm just like taking random things that are, and and kind of almost making them fit. It works. It works. Um, Shane Douglas is back on commentary of Joey Styles again because people want it. People love it. Um, Lance Storm is on the way to the ring with a woman, a new woman. 
he said that she's basically known as Tammy Lynn Bitch. Says this woman did favours for Vince to get a job and kept the locker door open um, to keep the job. Then made a Shawn Michaels dig. Um, Douglas said Candido will be fuming with this. And out casually strolled Candido with not a shit given. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I, 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 I... Broke down the fourth wall. Shooting. Did not give a shit. Completely no sold this. Like we've we've praised Candido million times. Um totally underrated. Fantastic worker. Everything. I was disappointed with his reaction here. Um so we'll 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 kind of talk through it as we talk through the match but I, I'm worried about this <laughs> um, you know we, we kind of touched on it um, uh, last <clears throat> week but I'm worried about this From Candido and Tammy to Tammy yeah. and Candido yeah no 100% I mean with, with the digs I expected the music to hit Candido to sprint to the ring, dive in the ring, basically just take him down and start brawling and show a side of him we haven't seen. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's taken nothing away from the match. The match, for the most part, was Very good. Um, fantastic. Every expect, Yeah, it is. Everything you expect from these two. Real back and forth. Um, probably the best two technical wrestlers on the roster currently. I was thinking about it as I watch it, I was, as I was watching it. How much Candido has made Lance Storm? Um, yeah. You know, Candido has made the Lance Storm that um, you and I fell in love with. And it's only watching through this that you realize how instrumental Candido was in Lance Storm finding not only his, his wrestling fluidity, um, yeah. um, and his style, um, but his his you know the personality he has and and things like that 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 are you know better than you style personality all has come out of this feud. This has been the absolute um, you know the, the the rise of Lance Storm during this 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 feud, um, and it was just you know watching things like him you know, jump up to the top rope and, you know, just effortlessly kind of fly around even before Candido had got into the ring. Um, the confidence that, that Lance Storm has built over this feud um, has been brilliant. It really has. You know, I, I've never really heard Lance Storm talk about Chris Candido, but I would imagine that it just, just, you know, one of those kind of experiences, that learning tree kind of experience that just just kind of changed his career. Agreed. Like, yeah, I mean, for a long time, we didn't really understand it. But like you said, then the growth like really builds up fast and storms 
leading this feud and basically really is sort of the, the heel in this feud. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, yeah, he, he's massively become that guy who now sort of controls the audience more of a promo and wants to get sort of the swooping statements and it's almost like um, his promos are very, I don't want to say CM Punk, but he's got the same kind of straight edge kind of vibe. It, yeah, it's it's that better than you style. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's like the, well, you're a massive disappointment. Look at your life and your so-called wife. I'm absolutely amazing. You wouldn't catch a man like me in situations like that. I'm Lance Storm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it kind of really, really sort of works with, um, it's not a jock. It's sort of this whole looking down. Yeah. Kind of, I'm a superior individual kind of vibe, and it works perfect. And like you said, he's um, yeah, he's he's become the impact player that we um that we knew from when we properly were able to get into ECW. So um, yeah, very excited about the evolution. Like you said, Candido has played a massive part in it. Um, so the match, yeah, like I said, great match. The only really <clears throat> crazy bit comes in the end where Tammy gets in the ring. So Tammy uh, Lynn Bitch gets in the ring. Yeah. Then Tammy Lynn Sitch gets in the ring, strips her off. Storm basically grabs uh, Sitch. Tammy Lynn Sitch, goes to hit with a suplex. Candido kicks him in the gut. And no, he hits him, he him on the back Tammy of the head with um, the Tennessee chain. Yes, that's it. And basically, anyway, Tammy ends up. Yes, Tammy then rolls him, rolls Lance him up, Storm. and pins and gets the win. So Lance, uh, so Tammy Lynn Sitch now has a uh, win over Lance Storm. Which again is like crazy stuff. Why would the referee even let that happen? I mean, it literally makes no sense. None at all. But. Um, it has happened, and um, yeah, that's that. So the feud with Lance and Tammy continues. Good. Um, um, yeah, it's uh, it is. You know, the 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 level, the lack of 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 interest, um, Chris Candido uh, had on uh, this. You know, basically. Sharing all of the, the, the dirty laundry of the, the the stories of her and HBK and um, you know all the other stuff that was alleged and all the rest of it. The lack of interest he had on that was was um, just just kind of killed that that whole thing dead. Which was you know not a bad thing because it was kind of grotty. But um, then to have her pick up the pin. Um, she'd flashed her thong in a G string in in in, uh, in in picking up the win, and then afterwards, so he then strips down yeah. to his G string, um, and they kind of muck around together, and uh, it just feels like his his head's gone. It just feels like the 
the the work rate the guy that was out there just concentrating on the wrestling and focusing on the stories and and, and you know doing this great stuff feels like he's just dicking around with his girlfriend now um it felt like the the, the antics felt like watching the body donis I mean, yeah, it's hard not to agree with that. I mean, it is, yeah, it's very much the truth, and it's, um, it's, it's really weird because, like you said, he he does feel like he's gone, and, and to a point, it feels like the triple threat's all over the place. And it, it is, it, and we've we've said kind of you know that weird kind of he's the face, he's the heel, he's the face, he's the heel. Um, now, what I will say at the moment that I'm pleased about, um, although I expect this to change is that when they are out as the triple threat, um, yeah. uh, Sonny isn't with them. Um, so Francine is still the, the, the first lady of the triple threat. Um, yeah. I don't know how long that lasts for, but I like the fact that it's, it's kind of, you know, it's her and it's not everyone, it, it's her. Because, again, I think that kind of starts making it more complicated and, and you know more more kind of spread out than it needs to be. Yeah, no I'd agree with that. I mean obviously I'm interested to see where it goes and how long they can sort of drag this out, but um yeah no bizarre. Very bizarre. Um next up we have Big Sal is back again heading to the ring. Um, he's against Cronus, who's eliminated music. He's now overdubbed, but you can still sort of awkwardly hear it through the other music, and it became really annoying. And Cronus, speaking of people out of favour, <sighs> got absolutely well. So here. this is the this is what I was referring to on the when I was talking about the intro. Um, franchise yeah. is explaining that Cronus is um, uh, you know a, a tough guy. And he's a tough guy because you know he's got he's got that retard strength. Francis's words, not mine. Um, yeah, quote and, unquote. Uh, you know that makes him. You know he's he, you know you know when you're walking down the street and you you know and he just picks you up and puts you against the wall and there's nothing you can do because he's just got that. And, and and then on top of that, he knows martial arts as well. Um, and for all of that thing about Paul Heyman making these megastars, and he does, and, you know, understanding characters, and he does, and, you know, all of the stuff that we, we praise him for, what's become really apparent in watching ECW back is when you were out of favour, fuck me, you were buried. And, and, you know, everyone's very quick yeah. to talk about Vince and all the rest of it, and, and you know, fair. But fuck me, are you buried if Paul if 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 you're on the outs with Paul for whatever reason, fuck me, are you buried? And the intro of him coming to the ring, <clears throat> which feels like just a reason just to give the franchise time to talk about how this guy is mentally retarded um and super yeah. strong because of it, um, is longer than the match where Big Sal Hits him, Samoan drops him, pins him. And, you know, the gangsternator, you know, one of the, the 
who we saw just destroy people with the eliminators and have wars gets helped out of the ring yeah and and you know limps back after a, a 15 second squash only to be made worse by what happens next yeah so obviously the squash happens um, Jeff Jones partner up with someone new grabs the mic calls out any monster from the locker room to face Sal so uh, who do you think here of course it is his opponent from last week Spike Dudley music hit gets in the ring um, quick acid drop one two three done yeah so the yeah. guy that, that's just squashed Cronus has just been squashed by Spike Dudley in, twice in, in the same amount of time yeah Yeah, um, just really weird situation. I mean, I, I don't know if Cronus is just in a really bad place here, but um, like you said, in-house wise, you can, you can tell he's not. He doesn't seem to be in favours at all. He's massively in the doghouse for whatever reason because he just got absolutely embarrassed, yeah. and um, there there felt like no remorse for it. It was just like, yep, done, get out. The fact they even made him be carried off, you know, when they knew what was coming up, just sort of shows. <clears throat> Absolutely, yeah. it, it just he's 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 so far on the outs that that he just mm. is fed to Big Sal, um, just to set up Spike Dudley winning again. It's the only reason you do that is to say that Spike Dudley can come out and, and win. So you know, it's not just that you're 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 feeding Spike Dudley to Big Sal. You fed Cronus to Big Sal to then feed to Spike Dudley, so we can get exactly the same thing we had last week. Um, just to show what that it, that that you know, lightning can strike twice. That it wasn't a fluke. We do that again in the next week, by the way. Yeah. Um, we've already done that with Bam Bam and a few other things, and with the Dudleys and with whatever else. It just is the the weirdest thing that he's 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 just so far on the outs. And, and you know, if the story is true that um, Saturn wanted to come back, didn't want to be the Eliminators, and therefore they ended up releasing him. I mean, how much do they regret the decision they made? Well, yeah, I mean, but like we said. A motivated head screwed on Cronus could have could have been ability wise up there with yeah. RVD. Yeah. I mean, this. I mean, it's sad that every conversation we have about this guy is around this light, but there is so much natural effortless talent yeah. with him. It's it's almost heartbreaking to see. I mean, this this guy had tools to be an absolute. Megastar in the days where you'll see, I know obviously Undertaker's like um, taller, but you know, Undertaker will jump over the top rope and people are like, Oh, he moves for a big man. This guy yep. doing 450 splash, split splashes, leg moonsaults, um, yeah, split leg and moonsault effortless and better than some of the cruiserweights doing in WCW in the same sort of time. Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's just really, really sad that it's sort of. Didn't get there, yeah. Like and this. it just, just, yeah. yeah. He's, it just feels so, 
stark and um, yeah just mental and obviously at the time the standout would have been spikes done it again but like we said watching back in 2020 the, the spike victory isn't the story here it feels like the second you know i think the story is like I said cronus getting absolutely squashed and embarrassed and and bad is the story yeah it's, it's the story it's, from it's, this rather you than know. Spike being and it's what we saw with Louis Spicoli. It's what we've seen with others. It's you know, it's it's to a degree what we've seen with the Sandman over the last year. Um, you know, if your head's not on, if you're you're not screwed on, if you're not if you're not here to to do it, it's not that we won't have you. It's that we're just going to make everyone look see how how atrocious you can be on it. Mm. I mean, it's just that's it's just how it feels, isn't it? It's um. And um, yeah, just a shame. Uh, so Spike picks up the win. We now have uh, Tracy Smothers versus Tommy Rogers. Can't lie, slightly strange match. I I I I struggle with why. Um. Yeah, I I, I struggle with why. I I I I don't really have much more to add to this than 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 that. Um, yeah, I mean, speeding for it, Smothers picked up a victory, which shocked me in itself. Um, he was a lot more serious in this. I, I didn't, I mean, it wasn't a no. bad match. I just didn't understand why yeah. it was a thing. You know, even at least put Tommy Robbins with a partner and sort of have an FBI. Which is what we've something. seen before. Yeah. It just and, felt all, and, you know, that, that seemed to work. Yeah. It just felt all very, why, why is this like, I guess the timings must have just fit into the show. But um, yeah, Smothers won. Not an awful match, but it happened. Um, Singapore Kane match up next. Before the match, we get a brief history of past Singapore Kane matches. And we get Tommy Cairo name check. Multi-tooler wrestling. <clears throat> Multi-tooler wrestling. They're almost doing full circle where we're about to cover the show that we jumped forward for. This show now has helped us jump all the way back. And remember the multi-tool of wrestling, a.k.a. the Iron Man, Tommy Cairo. Who was paying um, his bills. Except yeah, at this point, he was the heel, wasn't he? Bills. In the Singapore yeah. game match. He was. But, um, yeah, no, it's just good. Good memories of, of Tommy Cairo. Um, it leads us to the match, Just Incredible versus Sandman. Um, in a Singapore K match. Basically, Jason starts this match, and Jason does the majority of yes. this match. Um, I understand it. It's advertises one thing, you get another. It's 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 good heat. It's fine. You know, Jason is a former TV champion, so he's not just a complete like bum that should just be steamrolled. You can justify him getting. Yeah, and offense. every time he gets like the cheap bit of offense, then then you know credible tags in he doesn't want sandman while he's on his feet he doesn't want him while he's fresh but he'll take the he'll, he'll pick the bones when he's when he's down um so you know it's good heel heat for 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 credible it's again another bit of that you know this is his entourage but he doesn't give a fuck about them he doesn't you know he's not going to try and protect them he's not you know he's going to put them in harm's way if it saves him at the end of the day he's, he's the selfish one blah 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 um so yeah, it, it 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 all kind of adds to the story, I think. I think it does. I mean, like I said, the fact that he's in there taking majority of the beating because 
like you said, he's just he's just there with me, doesn't actually have any sort of real feelings yeah, towards him. Yeah. So yeah, hundred percent. And um, yeah, no, I think that was really good. End of the match. Uh, Jason loses, so Sandman is allowed to cane Jason ten times. Jason sort of disappears, doesn't really want it, but eventually gets in a situation where he starts receiving the canes. First couple pretty slow, then Sandman just goes so hell to leather. Uh, like he yeah, now this obviously for for me. Uh, brought back memories of the iconic Tommy Dreamer Singapore Kane match. If you lose, you get 10 lashes kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and it was, you know, as, as we've talked about, as is, is recorded in various other places, in, as well as kind of like the rise and fall of ECW and all the rest of it, you know, this is, this is very much the point where Tommy Dreamer manages to kind of win over the crowd a little bit kind of gets rid of that that kind of pretty boy kind of gimmick and you know the braces and you know the the shiny pants kind of thing and, and really starts kind of becoming the Tommy Dreamer that we we know. Um yeah. and part of that was the the sheer resolve of this young kid against this onslaught to kind of be getting in the Sandman's face and thank you sir can I have another and all the rest of it and you know living through this. Yeah. So when Jason, after the first one, gets up and, you know, kind of doesn't really sell it and then kind of goes, is that the best you got? I'm kind of sitting there going, I don't, I don't understand what we're trying to do here. Um, it's weird because, again, we're in a position where we're, you know, am I meant to be <coughs> feeling happy that Jason's... Um, being caned, I assume so. In which case, give me the chicken shit Jason that we saw on the outside, not the fuck you, I'm going to take it, Jason, that we're getting now. Well, 100%. I mean, like you said, I mean, Jason's character is known as being, you know, chicken. He won the TV title through being a chicken and all his other accolades are based on him basically being a chicken. So for him... Stop having weird that weird grudge with um Hulk from Legion of Doom. Um <laughs> he broke his leg on a TV taping once his neck. Well but um yeah anyway, so so you know it's weird that he sort of did that line. I don't know if it was meant to be or whether he just said it off his own back, but it just doesn't go Anything. with you know, a former competitor, yes, but basically a manager. And again, it just it for well, me, it could... just degraded the Sandman's shots. <clears throat> like you could... Exactly. You can imagine Bobby the Brain Heenan telling um, Hulk Hogan for like another lashing of a whip or something. Of the white belt, yeah. So the best you've got. Yeah, the idea is like if he was to connect with it, you'd be begging him for nothing else and one's enough and I'm done. But we're not sure of, yeah. Because Jason's not the story. No, and it's, it's one of those kind of like, so are we saying that Jason has more resilience than Tommy Dreamer because it folded Tommy Dreamer up, whereas Jason's kind of like, you know, is that the best you got? Um, or are we saying that Sandman has got weaker and his, his, his cane shots aren't as iconic as they were previously? And again, yeah, going back on what we were uh... saying, 
it feels like it's more of a you know a slight on Sandman than it is a a, a strength <clears throat> on Jason. Yeah, massively agreed. Um, but Jason does receive the ten shots in the end. Basically, crumbles and the Sandman sort of does his thing where he leans over him. And just starts caning the crap, mostly getting them out as well, though. So it's not as bad, but it does visually look really aggressive. And um, the ones that hit will hurt. Um, just incredible ended up attacking the Sandman, getting the cane. And this tech yes. did look brutal. He battered the Sandman here with these. And uh, yeah, for a sense of getting himself over as an evil bastard. Massive success. This this was just you know, it was incredible. I guess absolutely sickening. But um, yeah, very very brutal attack here from just incredible. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I'm incredible. Comes out of it looking ridiculous. Um, uh, as we as we would have expected, I think. Um, mm. uh, yeah, it, it's just that element of. Um, Sandman comes out looking just um, a little uh, less so. Yeah, as we said, it's an ongoing thing. So, so um, the interesting, but the rise of Justin Incredible yes. um, continues, and that takes us to September the twelfth, nineteen ninety-eight, episode two hundred and eighty-one. Of ECW Hardcore TV. Um, the show starts off with Rob Zombie doing a really awkward announcement for ECW music. Yeah. Yeah. It just looks really out of place, didn't he? He looked like he didn't know what he was doing. He looked very, very uncomfortable doing it. He always felt like, um, yeah, he just he didn't belong. And probably had no idea that Lance Storm's using his song. But, um, yeah, still cool nonetheless that he was on it, a big coup. We then get a bit Alfonso, makes his way to the ring, says that he wants Taz out there, he wants Taz out here. Taz comes out, Bill says, um, shake his hand. So, basically, Bill Alfonso goes on this massive promo to Taz here, saying shake his hand and all this stuff, but doesn't actually really get over the point that he's trying to make a new triple threat. He, he kind of massively fucks up what I think he's supposed to get over here. Because Joey Styles I mean, has to clear up too much afterwards. Yeah. Um, he kind of sort of, uh, yeah, but doesn't really. <clears throat> it's all about how he's calling in his debt. Yeah. Um, now, I'm not quite sure where this debt has generated from. <laughs> all that. Um, Especially... Because I know that... that you know, we've had a couple of points where RVD and Sabu have sort of saved Taz and, and, and um, uh, Fonzie has kind of got them to not attack him. Yeah. I don't know whether that's the debt is, you know, that, that they could have beaten you up and they didn't and therefore now you owe me. I, I feel like part of this story would be easier to blag if we hadn't just like five weeks ago on TV shown 
barely legal with Alfonso turning on Taz and screwing him over. It's kind of the fact that you've just made that fresh in the memories again. Yeah, and that, I mean they're playing that up in the sense of you know, and that's why Taz isn't you know very trusting of him and all the rest of it, and you know. Taz and Sabu don't like each other except when they do kind of things. Um, so, you know, it's, it, it, it's fine in regards to, and this is the story and this is the, some of the stuff that's gone on, but it just feels again, half a, half a, uh, half a story. But I, I do feel part of that is down to Bill Alfonso. I think completely got confused because, when he was talking about why, Styles basically started saying, uh, a new triple threat? Is this a new triple threat? Are we making... You know what I mean, he, he kept trying yeah. to ramp home the point that I assume Alfonso was meant to get to rather than just shake my hand. Yeah, I mean, with Fonzie, it was kind of like, you know, holding up three fingers and saying, you Sebu and RVD. And that was kind of it. Yeah, but it wasn't really. So um, this brought out the actual triple threat. Yep. Um who cut their own promo. But um, Bill Alfonso and Taz then start to attack Shane Douglas verbally. Yeah, so um, Taz is is back to, you know, oh, you call this a fake belt, do you? Oh, this is a fake belt, is it? You want my belt? It's a fake belt, is it? Um, and again, you know, does nothing really to legitimise it other than suggest that he threw down the NWA title because that was a fake belt. And that wasn't actually why he threw down the NWA title. He threw it down because he refused to take the lineage and decided to... Uh, I refuse to be passed the torch by a company that RIP died five years ago. I think was was basically... Yeah, it was saying along those lines. And he was the ECW champion at the time. Yes, and he lifted one belt up to... So this isn't that he's kind of, you know, this belt's fake, I don't believe it, or anything else. Um, it was just this belt is the past, this belt is the future. But I mean, in essence, what we've set up here is a knockoff triple threat with a knockoff champion. I mean, yeah. Just, just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, until Candido and Bam Bam jump Taz and Bill Alfonso. Yeah, I mean, Fonzie is great, you know, basically um, uh, jumps in, runs his mouth. Um, suggests that Franchise has a small dick and Francine wants to have sex with Fonzie, which <laughs> I thought was hilarious. Um, not so much the small dick. The small dick was, you know, here or there, but, you know, just just, just his his insistence that Francine wanted to have sex with him was, was just quite funnily done, I thought. Um, but, yeah, and then off we go. Off we go. Um Go to Lance Storm, Tammy Lynn bitch again. Makes door makes more sort of WWE style digs. It's basically like a work shoot again about um Sunny. Yeah, I, I I had your girl lay on me for three seconds, and from what I hear, that saved me twenty bucks. And and I lasted two seconds longer than you. And it's like I said, it's just um. If there was any repercussions for this, then I wouldn't mind it. But it's you keep throwing out comments like this, and if other person's kind of feels like they're no selling it, yeah, it, just, it feels pointless. 
there's a degree that you know I don't understand why you've gone down this road, and all you've done is is you know you've 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 made um, Candido this this kind of weird little simp. Um, you know, in, in essence, he's he's kind of the cuck. He's kind of you know he's he's he, all you're just doing is 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 bringing and not in a whole kind of you know it's it's a heel heat kind of way because. This isn't, you know, I'm suggesting that your girlfriend's in love with me or I'm suggesting that she wants to be with me or all the rest of it. It's I'm going to wear all the dirty laundry that's that's actually known about and talked about in the in the thing. And it's not even as subtle as Sunny Days in, um, you know, in the, the, East, uh, the Shawn Michaels Bret Hart feud. It's... I think that's the sort of thing that's annoying about it because you could almost cope with the whole... I'm gonna make an insider joke, and the people that get the reference get the reference, like the Sunny Days thing. But it's not; it's just straight up. I'm gonna say that she slept with everyone in the WWE, especially Shawn Michaels. Yeah, and and Vince, and then kept the door open and to keep the boys happy. How'd you feel about that? And it's like, oh, okay, cheers. There's no like creativity behind it, or no. It's sort of just like. Okay, nice one. Thanks. And like I said, Ken, like I said Candido's reaction um, doesn't help get it over because he's just sort of no-selling it. He couldn't give a shit. No, which, which you know, from from the dirt sheet accounts and all the rest of it, sounds like basically what he was doing in real life. Um, <clears throat> but it, it is, it's just that weird kind of, I don't, I don't know why you're doing this. You know, Candido was such a strong performer without you building in that his his wife's a slut and sleeping around and and again not not you know not inferring this not not suggesting this not talking about you know how she slept with all the boys in the ECW locker room or all anything like that you're actually referencing real shit that happens because it's a shoot's brother and it's just that kind of but none of this needed to be aired none of this you know this this is all wwe drama yeah. why are you bringing it in just just what so you can you can have this girl that you're calling Tammy Lynn bitch which you could have done without you know you, you could have done all of that without the without the the, the you know yeah, and just slept around kind of thing yeah i mean you could have yeah you could have just attacked her for multiple reasons didn't have to be the obvious. Um, it's got me feeling sorry for Candido and not in a, a sympathetic baby face kind of way. I'm not, I'm, if, I'm not waiting for him to fire up and, you know, get the, it, it's not the same as um, the Dudleys talking about Beulah. No, it's, it's got this whole, you, you think of the next pay-per-view, Candido is going to turn on Tammy halfway through the match then beat Lance Storm and go off by himself as a brand new man. It's sort of got that kind of vibe to it, but you know, it's just not that, you know, it's yeah. just, um, it's just there pulling off great matches for whatever reason. Um, and and Doug then the getting the, the win stolen by, by, yeah, by his girlfriend. Yeah, so it should be interesting to see how it unfolds because, like you said, 
it is um, concerning for what this is doing for the Candido. Yeah, I mean, I said a couple of, of weeks ago, it's, it's becoming a question as to whether Candido is, is feuding with, uh, with Lance Storm is feuding with Candido or Lance Storm is feuding with Tamerlan Sitch. And that still seems to be the point. All of the promos are about her. Yeah. It's, um, it's going to be interesting to see they, they come out of this. Um, Douglas and Francine are fuming with Joey Styles. Say they were going to do whatever it takes to get him back in the ring. Francine agrees she'll do whatever it takes to get him back in the ring. So they're off to get the franchise cleared. Yep. Easy. He's been out for a good few months, though, to be fair, hasn't he? Yes. May, so, I want to say. Yeah. It feels about right. Wrestlepalooza. Yeah. yeah. Back when Al Snow was a thing. Oh, that's the other thing. Back when Al Snow's a thing. Why is he wearing a Job Squad 316 t-shirt? I thought that. It was, um, yeah. It means nothing. Yeah. And it's probably not even available anywhere because obviously Snow's full on in WWE at this point. Yeah. And, and, and just, yeah, just the most bizarre kind of like, you know, it's the t-shirt he had on in the back kind of rubbish. Yeah, we're walking, walking down our storm. Can you do a quick promo? Yeah, yeah sweet. Um, next up, we have Mikey Whitbrick. The returning Mikey Whitbrick. Said I saw him last week in one of the video packages and he's indeed back versus uh, Jerry Lynn. Hard match to break down, but very entertaining. All in the same. Yes. Um, I mean, it's not a match to really go through kind of blow by blow, is it? It's 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 a good match. It's back and forth. Um, it's a very respectful match. It's your 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 two white meat baby faces trying to see who's better. Exactly, and it's good to see um, a Whitbrick back on TV. Uh, that being said, Jerry Lynn does pick up the win here. Yeah, they've, they've not quite worked out still what they're doing with Jerry Lynn, do they? they? They realize they've got something with him, but but don't really want to push him to the moon. So it's all a little bit kind of um, start stop with him. Just needs to find a wrestler to have amazing matches with constantly. I think you'd be all right. Don't have to ever find that. <laughs> um, next up. We have a match that I believe would have made sense. And yeah, it's the Tommy Dreamer gauntlet. Uh, yeah, Tommy Dreamer versus Danny Dorian. Now, uh, Tommy Dreamer versus. Oh. Interesting fact Tommy Dreamer is yeah. now in a blood feud with Jack Victory and therefore is willing to yeah. fight through a number of people and multiple odds to get to him. Based upon what exactly? Well, I don't. There's a few bits I don't. I didn't understand the ending. Um, <clears throat> I feel like I'm gonna jump about a bit in this match. It's one of those. I mean, it, it, there's there is nothing to benefit from this match by going linear. He beats he beats you know a couple of people and then get the, the numbers get involved. Yeah, and but there's there's like debuts here 
There's um <laughs> people like the Equalizer. There's um Lance Wright is back. Yep. Um, who I still think is a twat. Um, yeah, there's, there's another new guy from Canada, and it was all just like is that the Canadian Tiger? Could be the Canadian Tiger. I mean, it's not. It's, I think that was his I'm name. It was the most word. random name for a guy, but yeah. But it was like these people like emerged, and you just think, like, who are any of you? Like, what? If you're going to be jobbers, be jobbers. If you if you're going to be something, give us some form of a bint there or a you know an interview before the match saying I'm coming. For you. I don't understand why he's feuding with everyone. Everyone. Um, the numbers get too much. He gets beaten up. Amini and Nova come rushing out to make the save with Captain America shield, and it's all very funny and and feel good, but serves no real purpose. And they dance. And um, and they dance all together. Streaming picks up the win. They all dance. And they all start dedicating the match to New Jack. And I'm thinking, what the fuck happened to New Jack? <laughs> but same thing. Um, but but this is it. Because this is when it clicked that I remember us watching this one. Because I thought, oh, what's happened to New Jack? Oh, it all makes sense when we get there. Yeah. What the fuck happened to New Jack? Last thing I remember from New Jack was pay-per-view match. He got attacked during the match, but he came out at the end and he was fine. Yeah. Uh, well, and that match well, there what's, what's... that he came out in was when Tommy Dreamer was feuding with the Dudleys for breaking his girlfriend's neck. Apparently yeah. that's done. There you go. It's, revenge. Well, but it's what we said though, isn't it? It's a feud until Tommy Dreamer wins a match and the feud's over. <sighs> so is this not? No. So Dudley boys could win, and they did about you know six matches in a row. Tommy Dreamer wins one at the pay per view, and that's it. The feud's over. Then the we were supposed won. to be together forever <laughs> till death do us part. I'm okay, I'm over it. Jack Victory, you're now my target. <laughs> but again, now he's emotional because I'm now avenging New Jack. See what the fuck's happened to New Jack. Where is there? I don't know. Where is New but... Jack? To the point where everyone is there doing like his sort of cross symbol. Yeah. As a sign of respect, they point out, oh, they're showing dedication to New He's Jack. He's watching this at home. Oh. I mean, you know. <laughs> what has happened? I, I don't know how deep into the we've used everyone pool you have to be that it's. Um, if a thought. That, that it's, it's, it's the BWO who's going to run out to make the save. For a show that, like, um, show Sabu breaking his neck over and over in slow motion, um, had Pitbull in, in the halo with his neck broken, getting shook by Shane Douglas. Yep. Um, all the, like, you know, Dreamer upset that his uh, grand, whoever it is, grand passed away. Just incredible coming out and saying it should have been you and all these hard-hitting moments. Just tell us what the fuck happened to New Jack. Yeah, I mean, you know, you've shown body count matches. You've shown the Samoa SWAT team try and run him over with a car. You know, we've seen all sorts of things. You've even told us when he was rested in prison and therefore couldn't get to the show. But, yeah, for whatever reason, we don't get to find out what's happened to New Jack. We just we just get to know that, that 
you know, this is this is for him. Oh, so bizarre. But yeah, um, they dedicated it to New Jack. It just didn't make sense, but no. they were dancing. Nova's Nova's dancing was funny. That that I that popped me. So. I really enjoyed how much Nova loved hitting and posing with the Captain America shield. Yeah, and I love the fact how much he loved wrestling anyone but the FBI. <laughs> yeah. You know, but, but there was there was a new like Lisa life with those two. They really you, you have it the other side where you feel like, Yeah, this is your moment, kid, get out there and be noticed. And I felt like they did. They they wanted it, you know. Yeah, I just have no idea why they were the ones getting the, the, the hot tag in that moment. No, I don't have a clue either. But it happened. It did. Um, main event time. Main event time. Masato Danaka versus Bam Bam Bigelow. I got very excited when I saw this match start. Same. I thought this is the match that I've always wanted and never realised I wanted. Exactly. This is um up there when we sort of have like, and I thought this is going to continue on to Masato Tanaka sort of obviously fuming, fuming with Shane Douglas. It's been teased. Is that just going to happen? One spontaneous hardcore TV that we never knew it happened. Um, I was, I was engrossed with it. I enjoyed it until they tried the chair thing and kind of missed each so other's chairs. The, the chair thing for me was a highlight of something that I kind of felt all the way through, <clears> which is they, they just didn't seem to quite click. They they just no. weren't quite on the same page with things. They you know they, they it felt like everything was a little bit slowed down, a bit telegraphed, um, a little bit obvious. And Bam Bam has these. When Bam Bam's on, he's amazing. And then there's points where, for whatever reason, Bam Bam just doesn't quite click. So you know, again, that that big man spot between um, Baba and him a couple of weeks ago where it's like, you know, we'll stand here, we'll stand here, we'll stand here, we'll stand here. We'll stand here. Oh, referee bump. Um, there's points where his timing's just not quite right. And, and this was another yeah. one of those that, you know, it, it had all the potential to be brilliant and just, just kind of kept ever so slightly missing still good, but ever so slightly missing. And then they picked up the chairs and that's where it just kind of went far too off the rails. Yeah, it was. It just got into a whole sort of like, what the hell's happening anymore? I, I mean, it's it's again, and it's placement, and it's whatever else. But they're trying to do the dueling chair thing, except they're not quite ready at the same sort of time. So you've got um, Tanaka, for instance, just kind of hovering with the chair held up, whilst Bam Bam's yeah in a prone position and could just be cracked over the head. So if your if your goal is to hit the guy with a chair, which logic dictates is what you're trying to do, then you should do it now, shouldn't you? Because there's no reason. You've got the chair raised. He's standing in front of you. Just do it. No, 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 no. You're waiting until he picks up the chair so you can do this thing. And then they try to have this chair fight and they miss. Um, and I don't yeah. even know how you do that, but they miss. So they have to kind of almost reset and go again. And then when they get to the chair shots, this this Tanaka getting a huge chair shot and not selling it 
is already feeling to me is something that gets diminished returns. I I loved Tanaka watching him growing up because I only saw the pay-per-view matches. So I didn't see him do the same chair shot, no sell every week on hardcore TV. And therefore yeah. it kind of gets to the point of, well, why, why bother? <clears throat> well, yeah. I mean, when we saw him, I don't know what pay-per-view it was, but um, against Balls Mahoney, where Balls Mahoney hit him with the chair shot and he sort of crumbled, but then just stood up and that was like, oh my God. But like you said, he does it like every week. So it's a bit like, oh, okay. When it should have been his, yeah. you know, everything was building to that moment, kind of, sort of um, bit. But um, yeah, again, wasn't, like you said, wasn't atrocious. But it just didn't didn't fully click. I, I got really excited when I saw this. I think after the chair shots, Tanaka hit him with a really fast sort of roaring elbow, and I really sort of loved yep. that. But apart from that, yeah, these two just weren't weren't sort of in it. And then it's all kind of blown apart by um, Avidu Sabu running in and and beating up uh, Bam Bam. Yeah, take, taking out the ref, beating up Bam Bam, and letting them. Masato Tanaka win and I don't even know if Masato Tanaka's lost yet he hasn't they were talking about it in the show that this is you know he, he would be no shame in him losing his undefeated streak to um, uh, Bam Bam Bigelow and we said like obviously we discussed before his matches might also we know that also picks up a lot of the victories in the future when the sort of the tide turns a bit but I don't think either of us were aware of just how much he came in with such a massive no. yeah. push. Like he really was defeating some people here. So it's, um, yeah, very interesting. It is. It is. I, 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 I would like to see a little bit more from him. And um, I'm assuming it's going to be Mike Awesome, but it'd be interesting who gives him his first loss in mm. Um John Cronus. Is it Tanaka who who ends up doing Diamond Dust? Uh, the finisher, not the not. A, a, a yeah, yeah. Um, I know, I know what you mean. I want to say it's Tanaka who who ends up kind of because I I I kind of find myself waiting for it, um, especially when yeah. they're kind of in prone positions. And I, I there was a, I mean one of the beautiful spots was. Um, uh, Tanaka sets up for a, a, a tornado DDT off the second rope, and Bam Bam just kind of like pushes him off and just kind of like absolutely just sandbags him, um, which was which was great. But it is that kind of um, slightly yeah <coughs> oddness to it. But yeah, he, we know that Tanaka's amazing. We know he becomes even more amazing. I just need less of him no selling chair shots. Yeah, no, totally. I think that's... Um, and to that's, your point, that's, that's, I think it was last week, if that's his gimmick, then Balls and Axel stop doing that. Dudley Boys stop doing that. Uh, New Jack stop doing that. Tommy Dreamer stop doing that. You know, if, if this is his thing, that you know his, his, his head is just ridiculously strong and therefore can take these chair shots, everyone else sell the fuck out of the chair shot. It just it just ruins. I mean, obviously, you know what we know now and everything. They're all 
taking unnecessary damage. You know, we've, we've established that. But stepping away from that mindset and looking at it as a wrestling gimmick where all that's irrelevant, it's not a gimmick if yeah. everyone's doing it. Yeah, that's the thing. From, you know, a, from, a, like... from a match standpoint, it's not needed. From a storyline standpoint, it's not needed. And from a physical toll on your body, it's not needed. So why the fuck are you doing it? Yeah, it'd be like... Um... It'd be like the 3D. The 3D was kept strong for like ever. And then I think eventually, uh, allegedly, the first person to kick out of it was um, sort of Chris Aben, the Motor City Machine Guns. But if everyone every week had kicked out of the 3D and it took like two or three to put them away. Tommy Dreamer with the Superfly Splash. Exactly, yeah. And again, you know, you know, yeah. Steve... Steve... Williams, Dr. Death, when he went into WWF, one of his gimmicks was going to be that it was impervious to the stunner. Now, yep. if everyone's no-selling the stunner, Kicking then the no stunner. one cares. It's the fact that it's this devastating yeah, move yeah. that on a flick of a switch can knock down anyone. You know, you never see it coming and blah, blah, blah. And therefore, when he doesn't do it, it means something. Yeah, no, I totally agreed. Um yeah, it happened. What's your match of the week? Um, I so wanted it to be Tanaka versus Bam Bam. Um, but it, yeah. it just can't be. Um, I, I enjoyed Candido versus uh, uh, Little Storm right up until the end. Storm. Um, I'm probably going to yeah. go for Jerry Lynn, Mikey Whipwreck. Um. Yeah, I was going to say that's that's probably the best all round match. I mean, other ones, uh, the match themselves are fine. It's just bits, like I said, the the Tammy bit ruined the Candido match. Um, the Jason is that what you've got ruined, sort of that. Um, the, the small bits like missing the chairs and and stuff like that sort of ruined the Bam Bam match. But yeah, I, I wished it was that. It sounds. Like a dream, actually. Like you said, you never knew you wanted. And um, but yeah, no shame in it being um, Jerry Lynn versus Mikey Whipwreck from the September the twelfth, nineteen ninety eight show. Make sure you go check out that match. Uh, obviously, you can check out the other bits on the show if you so desire. But definitely check out that match because it is really good, especially if um, some of the wrestling on today. I think you'd really appreciate yes. it. Um. Get involved in the conversation at underscore sports arena on Instagram and Twitter. As simple as that. We're looking at all things ECW on there constantly. And um, I might even put a picture of my newly acquired uh, Steve Carino. Figure it is. Up. It has been the hunt, hasn't it? You, you managed to get the, um, the grail. The original San Francisco's San Francisco <clears throat> yeah, toy maker Steve Carino. Yeah, my my personal sort of grail. This was, I mean, obviously, never hidden the fact that Carino is pretty much one of my favourite wrestlers of all time. This is his only wrestling figure to date, um, and you kind of run out of opportunities to get it. So when you see it in good condition, you just have to go for it. Do well with that one. And you managed to buy it so, and not um, drop it on the floor and break the arm off straight away. Like, 
I may have done. Daddy. I know what you mean. No, you. I know you feel me, Daddy. I know you feel me. Um, I know you dropped me, Daddy. I know you so um, I know um, that you are about to say that at Underscore Sports Arena, we talk about the modern stuff as well as ECW. So with that in mind, who yep. did you pick for the Rumble? Um, I'm hoping Daniel Bryan. I feel like he's sort of there, thereabouts with Roman Reigns at the moment. And um, I, I know that it's coming sort of to an end for him. And it's one of the last big things he's got left to do. So I think it'd make, you know, excluding the returning punk, I think it would be, um, yeah, Daniel Bryan. Because Nakamura would be hard sell because he's yep. already done it. And I don't really know who else is left unless someone like Brock Lesnar comes back and destroys everyone and calls havoc with um, <clears throat> obviously Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman. But then I feel it's too far away from WrestleMania to start that if they were to go down that route. Because Brock coming back, raising hell, destroying everyone, being a baby face, Paul Heyman's completely shocked as he goes after Roman Reigns could work, but um, it's just the whole idea. Is it too soon? Could have Brock with a beard, like UFC kind of look. So he's got a different vibe, which would be cool. I don't know. Who do you think? Um, it's probably one of the hardest years to pick just because everyone feels so very lukewarm this year. Um, yeah. So I'm going to, to, to kind of fantasy book I think more than anything uh, and I think I'd like um, AJ Styles maybe they seem to kind of be building him to do something with his bodyguard and all the rest of it so maybe AJ Styles versus Drew McIntyre I think it's more likely to be Sheamus and they play off that kind of you know frenemy style story um, yeah that worked uh, and from the SmackDown side, as you said, Nakamura seems to be in the mix. Jey Uso feels like they've done that. Feels like they've kind of given him a bit of a, an over push anyway. Because um, the thing is, obviously something like um, The Rock versus Roman Reigns is a massive match that could happen. But I just, I, I feel like they're going to save that for if they can get 100,000 yeah. people in Dallas yeah, next that's... year. It doesn't feel like uh, we've got 7,000 people. Wrestling no, this, here, thing, it, 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 this, this feels like they're going to, to you know, they'll, they'll put on a show because they always do. Um, but they're not, but they're, not they're, their yeah. it, they're not, they're not bringing out the big guns for, for Rumble and they're not bringing out the huge guns for WrestleMania <laughs> because they don't need the buy rate. They've just sold to Peacock. They're good. Thank you very much. Um, you know, they don't need to pop the crowd. They're not trying to work out the life of the show business because that's not where they are. So it's all very, um, you know, holding pattern kind of stuff. Yeah, no, massively. So, um, yeah, no, it'll be good, though. It will be. It, I mean, it always is. It, it, you know, the Rumble is, is um, one of yours and my favourite just because of the... the just the, the, the energy of the countdown and the, the entrance. Um, I haven't decided if I'm staying up to watch it yet. I'm, I'm tempted because it's always great to see live. I'm also tempted because um, I've given up caffeine for 
January to raise money for NSPCC. <laughs> and I can, with a clear conscience, have coffee whilst watching the Royal Rumble. This is true. Um, I will be staying up and watching it. So I think why not? I think why not as well. I think you'll... So, yeah, now I'll be up and watching it. Obviously, I think a um, friend of the show, Miles, might be watching, uh, staying up and watching it as well in a whole sort of socially distant conversation. <laughs> so, yeah. Socially distant yeah, in the no. sense he's the five feet miles down the road in his house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, back to you, we'll just be texting. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> yeah, but it works. Um, yeah, because normally, like I said, normally it's a tradition, everyone gets together, yeah, pulls numbers and, and watches it. So it's a shame that it's gonna sort of be like this, but it's still a great event. So I'll be watching it. Um, yeah, underscore sports arena, get involved with extreme chat, and we'll probably do raw rumble chat because, like I said, we do love raw rumbles. You can probably guess, um, never forget that Eddie Gilbert's brother was in a raw rumble, and um. Yeah. See you next week for more ECW Hardcore. Cut the fucking podcast.